0: Amen. Union Wesley, I want to call your attention uh, back to a portion of scripture that was read from the Old Testament. I mean, not, not the New Testament epistle or the book of Philippians. But I want to look at 2 Samuel chapter 6. And what was read for your hearing was verses 11 through 14. I want to look again at verse number 14. In the King James translation, we find these words. And David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was girded with a linen ephod and David danced before the Lord I want to share with you this morning three reasons to celebrate Uh, not one not two but three reasons to celebrate and and please know at the onset i'm not talking about celebrating turkey and dressing collard greens potato salad uh, candy yams Uh, but i got three reasons to celebrate that are found in this particular text union wesley after god or after david had been crowned king of Israel, he settled the city of Jerusalem and then he made the return of the Ark of the Covenant of God his top priority. He made the return of the Ark of the Covenant of God his primary concern. Please understand that under the leadership of King Saul, the Ark of the Covenant was not a priority. The Ark of the Lord or the Ark of the Covenant had been in the house of the priest Abinadad. It had been in his house for over 30 years. So, for 30 years, the Ark of the Covenant had been in the home of Abinadab, collecting dust, forgotten and neglected, and even ignored by the people of God. Think about it. For 30 years, the people of God neglected and ignored their god no wonder why the nation or the people were in the shape that they were in in this particular text hear me this morning union wesley any nation or any people that neglects and ignores their god Ought not expect nothing else but the worst of circumstances and the worst of situations. Hear me, somebody. Sometimes things are just jacked up because God is no longer a priority in our life. You'll have to say, Amen, right there. Sometimes the household is out of control because God is not the priority of the household. You had to say amen this morning. Sometimes the relationship or the marriage is out of control because God is not the priority in the relationship. Sometimes the the educational system is in shambles because god is not the priority and sometimes violence is out of control amongst one's own people because god is not the priority how else do you and i explain liquor stores in every african-american community I mean liquor stores on every corner. Check cashing businesses that exploit and take advantage of the underprivileged. How else do you explain? Not only medical marijuana, but now they're passing recreational marijuana. Hear me, when God is not the priority, then things will be out of control so david after being crowned king makes a decision that he is going to make bringing the ark of the covenant of god his number one concern his number one or top agenda or his top priority What you do first or what you put first has a reflection on what you prioritize. Listen, if if it's important to you, then you ought to put it first. What you and I put first, what we value, what we hold sacred Hear me, somebody ought to receive a place of priority in our lives. Don't be first if it's important. Are you listening to me this morning? If prayer is a priority, then hear me, somebody. You ought to do prayer first thing in the morning. Hear me, somebody, not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday prayer is a priority so when I get out of bed one of the first things I do is I say thank you Lord for waking me up thank you Lord for letting me see another day it's not just Sunday thing but you and I must understand that it's an everyday thing if marriage is important then marriage ought to receive the place of value and priority hear me somebody if if God and church is a priority like you say it is a priority, then God and church ought be first in our lives. I knew I wasn't going to get any amens. That's all right. We say things like giving, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. But then we spend very little time with the God that we said is the head my life listen is God running your house is God running your business is God in the decisions that you make on a daily basis David makes the returning of the Ark of the Covenant of God his number one his chief priority David made the return of the Ark of the Covenant of God his number one his top concern. He says my top priority is to bring the ark of the covenant back to the city. My number one concern, my number one priority is to bring the ark of the covenant back to the city of Jerusalem. He says I'm I'm bringing, I'm making a priority to bring the ark of the covenant, I'm bringing it back home. It's been out of the house long enough and I'm bringing the art of the covenant of God I'm bringing it home we all should seek to put God back where God belongs God should always be top priority in our life God should always be first God should always be my main concern For David, God was first in his life. And this is demonstrated in a couple of ways. David depended on God. David knew that that he enjoyed all he did because God was with him. When David was in the wilderness watching his father's sheep and God gave him strength to fight off bears and lions David knew that only God could preserve and protect his life David understood he needed God hear me God didn't need David but David needed God why is it that we walk around acting like God needs us hear me God doesn't need you God doesn't need me, but this I've lived long enough to know I need God. Hear me, I'm not doing God a favor. God is doing us a favor and we need God and not the other way around. We must understand like David, that David needed God. Whether we acknowledge that or not, we need God. You I would go on to say that our greatest need is God. Our greatest need is not food. It's not water. Our greatest need is not a house. Our greatest need is not to drive a Bentley. Our greatest need is not adorning ourselves with jewelry hear me somebody our greatest need is not sex but our greatest need is god god is our greatest need take my house take my car take my jewelry take my clothes but lord whatever you do don't take your spirit because i need god is there anybody else in the house that understands that you need God in order to live, in order to survive from day to day? You and I are dependent upon God. We need God. David desired God. He was the one who understood that, that he needed God and needed to be close to God. We live in a day and time when people say they need things that they really don't need. And they want things that they really don't need. If we tell the truth, we beg for what we need and we buy what we want. All I'm simply saying here is many of the things that we buy, we don't really need. And many things we're begging for is the very thing that we need. Our priorities are out of order. Again, David needed God. This is not David's first attempt at bringing back the Ark of the Covenant. As a matter of fact, this is David's second attempt at bringing back the Ark of the Covenant. That's a word for somebody this morning. That if you don't succeed the first time. Listen, if if it doesn't work out the first time. If things don't go like you thought they ought to go the first time, David teaches us that you ought to try again. You don't throw in the towel. You don't give up. You don't stop trying. But somebody needs to understand. David's first attempt failed. But thanks be to God, he didn't give up. And he tried again. That's the word for somebody. Somebody, you don't need to give up. You might have failed. Things might not have worked out. But I'm telling you this morning, try again. Try again. And try again. Don't you tender your resignation? Don't you reach the conclusion that it'll never work out? I'm here to tell somebody try and try again. Amen, somebody? Listen, they failed the first time, but thanks be to God they didn't give up. And listen, Union you Wesley, I-, I must be honest with you. I don't know how many times in my life I've failed. I have failed so many times in my life, too many times to count. Listen, I have blown it so many times. I have missed the mark so many times in my life, but thanks be to God. We serve a God of a second chance, of a third chance, of a fourth, a fifth. Thank God that he gives us another chance. Somebody ought to say amen. What is interesting here is that this is the only time in the Bible that we hear about David dancing. There are other times in David's life when um, he had good reason to dance. But this is the only recorded time where David dances again i said there are other good reasons that are recorded where david should have danced but he didn't you remember when samuel showed up at david's daddy's house whose name is jesse looking to see who was to be the new king of israel and the bible says that jesse sent all of his boys before samuel and samuel said nope that's not him nope that's not him and Samuel had to say uh, Jesse you got any more boys in your house and, 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 and Jesse said well let me think yeah I got one more son. he's out tending my sheep the bible declares that David came in the house and Samuel said that's the one listen that would have been a good time to dance are you with me Union Wesley when David was taking some food to eat To his brothers that were on the battlefield when they were fighting Goliath. Uh, And the Bible declares that David took a slingshot and five smooth stones. He didn't need all five, just one. And the Bible declares that he wound up and he struck Goliath in the forehead. And Goliath went down. To me, when your giant comes tumbling down, that's a good time for you to dance. Anytime God allows your giants to fall to their knees, it's a good time to dance. Anytime God takes your enemies and makes them your footstool, is a good time to dance. But David only dances on this one occasion, this one place in Scripture. He only dances. When he is in possession of the Ark of the Covenant. The text says David is excited about God. David dances because the Ark of the Covenant is in his possession. David dances at a strange time. David dances after they've retrieved the Ark from the house of one called Obed-Edom. After they got the Ark and bare the Ark now, now, they're on their way home. But please understand that that from Abondah's house, the ark went to Obed-Edom's house. Because the first time David tried to return the ark, the Bible says that, that they put the ark on a cart that was pulled by some oxen. And the Bible says that the oxen hit a bump in the road and the bible says that the ark began to began to shake so much so that it looked like the ark was about to fall and the bible says that Uzzah put his hands on the ark so as to catch the ark and the bible declares that Uzzah died right there in his tracks See, somebody needs to understand, God don't need your help. God doesn't need you to fix and to help him out. But please understand that God is God. God is helping us out and not us helping God out. We must do what the Lord said do. How the Lord said do it. The ark is in Obed-Edom's house. The Bible declares that Obed-Edom is being blessed every which way he turns. Listen, I I don't know if you know it, but Obed-Edom is a strange leader. He's an Edomite. But please understand where where the presence of God is. God blesses wherever he is. And hear me, David, David gets wind that Obed-Edom is being blessed. David says, we got to go get that ark. We got to bring the ark back. To its rightful place. We must bring the ark of God back to the city of Jerusalem, back to the city of David. But this time, we're gonna bring the ark back, not the wrong way, but we're gonna bring it back the right way. Scripture records that the right way to carry the ark was the ark was to be borne by the priests who had these poles that. That went through rings on the ark and between the poles and the rings and the priests they would to carry the ark according to the way God said and the Bible says that while the priests are carrying the ark on their way back to the city of Jerusalem it says they take six paces six Steps put the ark down, sacrifice, and the Bible says David danced. See, we've been telling the story wrong. The story says uh, that David danced not when the ark got back to the city of Jerusalem. No, no, the first time he dances is when they go six steps set the ark down and the Bible says David danced. they move six more steps set the ark down and David danced. hear me somebody I wonder if what David is trying to teach us is sometimes you can't wait to get to your destination you can't wait for God to work it out you can't wait for it to be manifested But you got to learn how to celebrate every little bit of the journey. Hear me somebody, you may not be where you want to be, but God has allowed you to make some progress and I declare you to give God a little praise every step of the journey. Every bit, give God a little bit of praise. So, Don't wait till you get the promotion. Don't wait until you get the raise. Don't wait till you get the house. Don't wait till you get the man. Don't wait till you get the woman. Don't wait till you get it to celebrate. But somebody ought to celebrate like you got it now. Somebody ought to wave your hand like you got it now. Somebody ought to worship like you got it. Dance like you got it worship like you got it i don't have to wait but i'll worship i praise every little bit on the journey listen i uh, union western i said that i had three reasons three reasons didn't i say that somebody uh, I, I said I, I said there were three reasons and i do it's really quick it's right here uh, th- three reasons see when you and i understand the ark of the covenant And when you and I begin to understand what's in the ark then we will understand why David is celebrating did you understand that that in the ark there were tablets of stone in the ark was was an unstale jar of manna and in the ark was Aaron's walking stick hear me somebody I'm almost done but but the tablets of stone That's the word of God. The tablets of stone are the tablets wherein God took his finger and wrote on the stones God's word for God's people. So the tablets of stone represent the word of God. David pauses and dances because of the word of God. Listen, I know that don't make people want to shout and celebrate because we want to shout about a car. We want to shout about a house. We want to shout about a man or a woman. But when's the last time you got happy about the word of God? When's the last time you waved your hand in the sanctuary for the word of God? The Bible declares heaven and earth shall pass away. Before one jot, one tittle of my word. The Bible declares my word shall not return unto me void. But my word shall accomplish everything that I have sent my word to accomplish. Hear me, David is excited about the return of the word of God. Hear me somebody, if you sit, there is a word. By his stripes... You are healed if you're broke and don't have two nickels to rub together to make a dime. There's a word my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Feeling lonely, there's a word he promised never to leave you, never to leave you alone. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway his word became flesh and dwelt among us his word is what I get happy about I get happy about God's word is there anybody here that can say word I said word thank God for his word David's celebrating because of the word. And then David is celebrating because of this unspoiled jar of manna. Union Wesley, you remember that manna is the food. It's the bread that God fed his children when they were wandering or meandering in the wilderness. God sent them manna from heaven. And listen, contrary to popular opinion, people think that the manna came down it already baked bread that's not the bible the bible said that the manna came down in a seed and they had to beat it grind it then bake it is what they had to do they had to work on the bread that God allowed to fall down from heaven hear me somebody God is a provider didn't we talk about it last sunday union wesley we talked about that latin word pro video or pro video before the lord sees and union wesley we talked about Uh, how Abraham was taking his son Isaac up to sacrifice him and I said to you that before he drew back the knife uh, the Lord said do not or the Lord said spare your son and Abraham looked and he saw that there was a ram that was caught in the thicket hear me somebody that's your shout right there the Bible declares that there was a ram caught by the thicket God is a provider. There is a ram that is caught by the horns, by the thickets. Do you understand that the ram's horn was what the ram used as defense? The ram's horn is what the ram used to fight whoever was coming at the ram. But God says, I'm such a provider that this time what used to fight you God says, I'm giving it to you without a fight. God says, I'm blessing you with it, and you ain't gonna struggle to receive it. God says, I'm tying it up. I'm taking the fight out. Hear me, somebody? Have you ever heard of sweatless victories? Victories that you ain't gotta sweat for breakthroughs that happen and you didn't have to exert much energy god says i'm taking the fight out of it oh yes he is god says i'm taking the fight out of it somebody needs to thank the lord right there i said somebody needs to thank the lord come on somebody. you ought to thank god and like you are happy that god takes to fight out of it and this time what God's going to give you you ain't going to have to fight for it. you're not going to have to struggle for it. you all remember Sophie in the color purple uh, she said all my life I had to fight I had to fight my daddy I had to fight my uncles I had to fight my brothers I had to fight in my house hear me somebody that God says, this time you ain't going to have to fight I don't care if you've been fighting on your job, fighting in your house. This time you ain't going to fight. God says, I'm giving it to you. And you're not going to have to struggle. You're not going to have to fight for it. I'm done. Uh -uh, I'm done. But, But lastly is Aaron's walking stick. And Aaron's walking stick ain't nothing but a branch that had been cut from a tree. It's, it's a branch they are cut from a tree and, and Aaron uses it as he walks and asks. God uses him to minister for God among God's people. Again all it is is a branch that was cut from a tree. But hear me this walking stick, this branch that was cut from a tree started budding again cut from a tree cut off from the tree but God enabled the branch to start budding again to start growing again to start living again hear me somebody somebody's testimony you've been cut off for a long time but thanks be to God in spite of the people and the situations that have cut you off thanks be to God you're growing again, you're sprouting again you're blossoming again, you're living again, I got my joy back again, I got my peace Again, I got power again because the Lord allows me to grow, to bud in difficult places, in uncomfortable places, and even in unlikely places. We've got three reasons to celebrate the word of God. The provision in the manner from God. And then, thirdly, in the walking stick of Aaron that buds and blossoms.